Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, remember when we were talking about Frozen Land and Wandering Oaken's lighting sleighs and how it was beautiful and how only some of the roller coaster track was exposed and the rest of it must be behind the mountain hidden away just like uh, big thunder mountain is and yeah how excited we were because it looked beautiful <laughs> and it felt very uh what spared no expense yeah this week has been frozen uh frozen land preview week and so we've started getting videos and instagram stories and tiktoks and stuff from Frozen, the the land of Frozen, and Wandering Oaken Sliding Sleighs is incredibly short. Ludicrously short. There is there is Stupidly no short. No hidden track behind that mountain. That is it is all for show right there. I for the life of me cannot understand what the thought process yeah. was. For this ride, it has to be like money or space, and it can't be money because they the whole land looks incredible. I'm I am absolutely not here to dump on the land of Frozen. It looks or awesome. or even or even the looks of this attraction. Yeah, I don't I'm I don't think either of us is here to dump on that. We're no. here strictly to dump on. This is stupid. How short this ride is, guys. The, the so you did a lot of of research and have timed it which out is to, which is to say i loaded up two videos on youtube and took timed out how long it took from the time that they cleared the reached the end of the lift hill basically you know reached the top of the lift hill started down to the breaking point and the results were that uh oaken is 25 seconds which is a is a short amount of time but i thought you know what maybe it's all in my head it's, it's not all in my head okay because <laughs> here's the thing you sent me a tiktok video of the ride through and i loaded up the tiktok video and the ride started and i looked i happened to notice how quickly the progress bar was progressing along the bottom and i thought it's weird. It's like they're only going to show maybe the first half of this. Maybe they're trying to, you know, keep some secrets for the no, no, no. It was the entire video because it's that it's that short. But for comparison, for those of us who are stateside, who maybe, you know, prefer Walt Disney World, you know, you need you need a comparison point. So here's your comparison point. The second half of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train you know, the part after the dark ride, after you've gone up the hill and the seven dwarves are singing hi-ho and all of that, to the break point. Not not even into, because it technically breaks outside of the, you know, mountain. Just to the break point is 35 seconds. So, it is 10 seconds longer. Just the roller coaster part of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, the ride that you and I have both said on multiple occasions, and I, and I continue to believe, 
is not a good dark ride or a good roller coaster because it is not long enough as a dark ride and it's not long enough as a roller coaster. Yep. And and you know what? Disney heard that and they said, oh, yeah, you're right. You're Hold right. My not a good roller co- Let's. Yeah. Yeah. My beer. Hold it, please. Oh, my gosh, man. I just. I I get I get that. Can, can they not go up? Could they have not taken away some other part of this? I just I can't buy space as a restriction. No, I don't. There had to be some other way to do this. Yeah, it's it's very, very strange. And so it's not a thrill ride. You know, I thought, well, this is going to be like Big Thunder Mountain. Maybe maybe it would have, you know, multiple lift hills and be more thrilling. Uh, I think what we have found is it is more of a ride aimed at younger children, which, you know, might be the right way to go because I think the Land of Frozen is probably going to attract a lot of young children. So um, it is exciting in that, you know, you're kind of sliding through these turns. There are there are several turns, but yeah, it's definitely not a thrill ride in the way that um, even something like Big Thunder Mountain that is, you know, a low roller coaster. It is not, you know, the the Incredible Hulk at Universal Studios or anything. It's a low roller coaster. But it has thrills and it has, uh, what do you, I don't remember what you call the, the little hills in the middle, but you know, airtime hills. You get some airtime. It's got bank turns. It's got you know. It's got lots of lots of fun stuff. It's a really fun roller coaster. This doesn't have that, and so I don't think what what we were thinking. You know, it was not what they were thinking. I guess this is almost certainly going to have Seven Dwarfs Mine Train lines because it's frozen and because it's a roller coaster. But man, with a with a runtime that low, I think there's gonna be some disappointed riders. Oh, there's definitely gonna be disappointed riders, and those riders deserve to be disappointed, or like deserve to feel disappointed. I guess is what I meant to say. Yeah. What other what other roller coasters are there? Like at Shanghai and Hong Kong. I because I, I feel know like doesn't doesn't one of them have a, a big thunder? I know Paris does. Paris actually has a superior Big Thunder Mountain because theirs is out on an island. Like you, you board and you go through a tunnel under the lake, and the whole roller coaster is out on an island. They've got Space Mountain. Okay. Hong Kong Disneyland has Space Mountain. Yeah, that's right. Don't tell. Don't try to tell me that their Space Mountain is is twenty five seconds long <laughs> because we would have talked about their Space Mountain being twenty five seconds long because. Hey. Everybody would have talked about their Space Mountain being 25 I seconds I would take long. 25 seconds if it didn't murder my lower back. I, I mean, I suppose. Disney World. Fair. But fair. Yeah. No, it's just it's just crazy. It's it's Yeah, you, you talked about this being aimed at kids, right? Fair. Totally fair. Does not excuse the length. Uh, Goofy, uh, or uh, what is it? Barnstormer. Barnstormer, yeah. Right? 65 seconds. Which is, so, I think, a fair, I mean, that's that's rock and roller coaster length. A minute. Uh, yeah, that's a totally fair amount of time. My kids love that ride. We rode it three times in a row our last trip. But if that was 25 seconds, I know what my kids would do. They would be like, it's done. We have to go wait again in that long of a line. So it's it's already done. 
No, my kids would my kids would realize how short that was and think that was stupid. So at SeaWorld San Antonio, there's an Elmo roller coaster that is probably 20, 25 seconds long, but you do it twice. And that makes up for the, you know, the limited length. You go, you go load in, you go through the thing, you go up the hill, you go do the, you know, it's just a little loop, but you do it two times. You run, you know, you run straight through the, the, uh, load area and just go one more time around. And maybe sure, because they, they realize this is a really short roller coaster, and so and maybe the wondering way to make kids feel good about it. Maybe they should disable the brake run for the first run through and just let you kind of cruise through the the load area and let you go again. I mean, they need to do something. So that's I think a, that's a that's as good as anything. It's easy. I mean, that's the easy fix. But yeah, I I I thought it was especially funny that we had commented on how little of the track is visible and how like, man, they did such a great job hiding the track. This is like truly a Disney attraction where the, the, you know, theming shows through and it looks great. And it absolutely does that. The mountain looks great. The load unload area is great. All of the theming on the ride itself. Superb. Great, great, great. But yeah, just, there's not enough of it. And that's the problem. So I was looking this up, and I assume you're talking about Super Grover's Boxcar Derby. Uh, it might have changed. Um, yeah, it was Elmo themed like th- uh, three years ago. Last time I went to SeaWorld. Okay, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything at SeaWorld San Antonio with an Elmo theme. That's a roller coaster, but they have Super Super Grover's Boxcar Derby, which the the length of that roller coaster is. 229.7 feet according to the roller coaster database which means that yeah you would definitely want to run it twice but I just yeah that sounds like something that you would do that with this just doesn't I don't know man this doesn't feel this doesn't feel Disney to me again the the theming all of that definitely does but this just it feels like they they just they gave up or something at some point <laughs> you know and this is i you know it's a vacoma but it's a custom it's not even like they it's not even a retheme of an existing vacoma coaster like uh say for example like uh what rock and roller was like they took it they took the time to get it at, and probably the reason that it's custom designed is because vacoma was <laughs> like we don't have any that are that short guys you uh, you want by the what? way that's that's totally a joke because they clearly have coasters that are that are this length or shorter, right? No, no doubt. Almost but, certainly. I man, I just, I'm so frustrated by this because there was so much that was going right, and then they just they they fumbled the ball, man. Actually, they didn't fumble the ball. They threw the ball to the other team and. Mm-hmm got out of the way and said, please take this all the way back. We, we won't get in your way. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how it's, how it's, uh, accepted and, and what everybody thinks and all that. It's going to, it's going to fade into obscurity and it'll just be like a, a little footnote at some point, but I it's mean, not Seven going to train still has 
hour, hour and a half plus wait every single day. So I'm talking about in the Disney fandom space. Oh, it yeah. will yeah. fade into obscure. You know, it's kind of like we all know what we think about Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But at some point, you just stop talking about it because it, it is what it is. That attraction is there and it's going to stay there. And I think that the amount of money and time that they put into this one means it's just going to stay there. And yeah, for sure, it's a it's a it's a mountain. And if uh, what if Splash Mountain has taught us nothing else, it's that once you've got a mountain, you're kind of stuck <laughs> with what you got. Yeah. Hey, how about those price increases on Wednesday? Huh? Speaking of things that we are not fans of um, Disney. Almost you guys remember a- when we used to try to be positive on this show? <laughs> I remember. Almost across the board raised the price of everything. Memory Maker went up. Barking went up. Uh, annual passes went up. Almost everything went went way up. The only thing that didn't With go the up exception of tickets. was uh, date-based single-day tickets. Did not increase. Give them time. Give them... But, <laughs> but for now. For now, those haven't... I don't know. Has Genie... Well, and here's the thing. Well, Genie goes up and down like crazy. Genie, exactly. And, and so do date-based tickets. They and that's are also, exactly what Disney wants, yeah. is where you can't really nail it down to we've increased pricing because they don't want this kind of stuff where people go, hey, look, they they went up on all the prices. And Disney has already done this with, like, so, for example, parking. Standard parking is a fixed price, which, by the way, went up $5 a day which is a, what is that, a 20% price increase? Because it went from 25 to 30? Yeah. Uh, you know, but with preferred parking, they have already started using, you know, where it's like, it's 45, it's 50, now it's 55. By the way, they went up they went up $5 on that as well. But they they've been using kind of this what variable pricing demand pricing whatever they whatever they're calling it and i think that's what they want to move to more and more because there will be people will notice when those prices go up but not to the extent that they notice when it's a fixed price so it immediately jumps up and it stays up at that new price but ah, man these these suck <laughs> Because it's already so expensive to go to Disney, and it just got a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I am. I think. I think what what got me the most was the memory maker. It went up from one sixty nine to one eighty five, and just that's sixteen dollars. I mean, it's not that much in the grand scheme of things, but man, memory maker just already seemed so expensive that it going up at all is just crazy and that is the advanced purchase if you get the during and you know post vacation pricing it's 210 so now it's over 200 dollars for memory maker if you do not pre-purchase it yeah they had it they had it sitting at that really nice 199 price and they went up it's also interesting so they changed out their pricing um which is something that i i just noticed on the memory maker right they changed up their their strategy because a really common strategy, and we've all seen it, you guys know you've seen it, is to price at nines and fours, right? Yeah, they're not doing that anymore. Because, because it makes it feel less expensive. So previously, Memory Maker Advance was $169. It's not $170. It's $169. And you don't see that seven. 
So it's not as much of a, a hit. That one ninety nine is still under two hundred dollars. Yeah. It's under by a dollar. But we will all look at it and go, it's under two hundred dollars. Well, and when you and buy gas and it's three dollars exactly. and five cents five and nine tenths, you know, like it's right. not three oh six, it's three oh five point nine. Right. Or you want to buy the that new gaming system and it's, you know, two ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, in Memory Maker the one day used to be sixty nine dollars a day so it wasn't 70 it was 69 dollars but yeah now they've gone up it's 210 185 75 so i guess they they didn't think that was maybe maybe everybody's gotten too savvy which congratulations to all of us for being savvy consumers so they can't pull the wool over our eyes that way anymore and now they're just like oh, we'll just we'll just straight up tell can't you that trick it, me it, it cost way too much money but yeah, I mean that one. That one got me. Like I said, the parking really got me because again, I I use that, and then just that the food apparently went up across the board. Which I good luck trying to. We briefly looked at, hey, is there something we could kind of use as a barometer? But the food prices are so they basically most of the reports that I was able to find said thousands of items, and that seems accurate. Yeah. And, you know, not all of the prices were huge increases. Some of them were 20 cents. Some of them were 50 cents. Some of them were, you know, $2. Like, it just depends on the item and everything. And but some also, of them were $2 at one location, and the other location right? remained the same. So it's exactly. extra hard to figure out what happened. Yeah, but one, but one uh, what, section of price increases that also hurts is prefix price increases Mm -hmm. so prefix menus went up as well and you know so for example tusker house which i've said is my new my new breakfast spot i believe went up you know adults are now two dollars more so 45 to 47 and kids increased by a dollar and yes i do realize that for my family of four i'm talking about six dollars but that's six more dollars on top of the five dollars more that i paid for parking on top of the what is it? Fifteen dollars more, or whatever it is that I just paid for Memory Maker, on top of the fifty cents more that I just paid for my uh, Mickey Premium Bar that my kids wanted. On top of, on top of, on top of, well, and on, like, yeah, and on top of the thirty dollars per person you paid for Genie Plus. Right. It's just it. It's death by a thousand. On cuts, top of man. the hundred and eighty dollar one day ticket you bought. You know, like it's a lot. It's too much. Yeah. And and by the way, those increases depend on where you're going. So for again, you know, breakfast for Tusker House increased by two dollars. Dinner over there increased by three dollars. But if you go to Chef Mickey's breakfast increased by three dollars, dinner increased by four dollars. It looks like uh, just kind of glancing at the list, four dollars appears to be the max, with the exception of Cinderella's Royal Table, which went up five dollars. To the surprise of absolutely no one, <laughs> most overrated meal. Uh, wait, sorry. <laughs> uh, I have literally just, never heard not. Well, okay. Let me. That is not a good sentence I just said. Um, I have never heard anything but that. That it is. That it's not worth it. But yeah. now, how many people have you talked to about it? Uh, you and two other friends. I mean, not. I, I my my sample size is very very small, but. Yeah, everybody seems to agree that like it is it's something you should do one time 
but it's absolutely the experience. Yes, but you're absolutely paying for the experience, not the food. Yeah, that's and that's what I will continue to stand by, and that it's overrated for the experience that it is. But yeah, so man, lots and lots of price increases. So if you thought it was expensive to go to Disney before, congratulations, yeah. it got more expensive. But here's the thing. If you don't go now, it's only going to get more expensive as the time goes on, too. It's as cheap as it's ever going to be. Right? Exactly. That is that is such a weird yet true statement <laughs> that this is the cheapest you will ever see Walt Disney World yeah. is right now because tomorrow it's somehow going to be more. I don't know. I guess what, Jeannie, you, you, if you catch it, non-peak season. This is why the hotels are 50 bucks a night or whatever right now. Yeah. Because they're making their money back on all the other stuff. Yeah, they're, the, they're the trying to make it seem in, good. Or it, let me rephrase that. The All-Stars are turning into loss leaders. I yeah. honestly believe that. I think Disney's willing to to cut their margins there, knowing that they're going to make it up tenfold if they can. Which, honestly, why not? And it, and it further... So my my prediction when the Skyliner was installed was you would start to have these value resorts in the All-Stars and then have value plus in pop and art of animation. And then you've got moderates and then Caribbean is your moderate plus because it's on the Skyliner. And, you know, I think that that is definitely happening because, yes, the All-Stars are all extremely cheap right now. And pop is a little less extremely cheap. And so I do think that they are further separating. Like these are our loss leader resorts, the all-stars pop. We can sell for, you know, cost plus 10 or something, you know, something where they're not making very much on it. But again, it's so low because when we went at the end of 2022, we went and pop, we paid a hundred and 80 bucks a night I think almost 200 bucks a night uh and now you can get pop for 120 so it's it's deeply deeply discounted less than a year later and I yeah I think you're right I think that the the hotels can be maybe I I don't know if loss leader I don't I don't think that they're taking a loss but maybe they you know they can sell the hotels at cost or you know cost plus a very little and then yeah make their money back on charging you know crazy amounts for everything for tickets for uh annual passes went up over a hundred dollars for the the one hundred and fifty dollars yeah, for, for the, the one in, that you can buy if you're not a hotel or whatever i told you this before we recorded but i really one thing I, I really dislike just because it's confusing is the fact that annual passes at different levels have different names. Just call them annual pass and then call the other one annual pass for Florida residents. You know, it, you don't need. Well, but the problem is they have like four levels of annual pass for Florida residents. They should just have annual pass and then Florida bronze, silver and gold or something, something like that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, but calling it like you've got the Pixie Pass and the Increda Pass and the so many blackout days now. But anyway, yeah, it's you know I think you're I think you're right. I think I think that makes sense. That hotel rooms are are 
something, especially since they don't do Magical Express anymore and the mousekeeping is, you know, less frequent. They and and they can even upcharge for food at the hotels and they can upcharge for breakfast at the hotel. So they can still make some of that revenue back that they're losing by charging an extra $5 a person for a breakfast buffet at Pop or at, at uh, you know, Coronado or whatever. Like they can do all that stuff and, and make some of that money back. That oh yeah. Cause I guarantee you in that thousands mm-hmm. of price increases on food, a lot of them are going to yeah. be at the resorts. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think that that's actually as much as I, you know, hate to give credit for overcharging for things, I think that's the smart thing is the hotel used to be the lion's share of your, you know, resort stay. And if they can kind of bring that down, even when other things are coming up to meet it, it makes it a little less of a sticker shocky moment when you see on the website or your travel agent tells you like, yeah, so your hotel stay is going to be $2,800 and then your park tickets are, you know, 800 or whatever. Like your hotel stays 3,500 and your park tickets are 800, whatever it is. Like if they can kind of bring that down a little bit and kind of even those numbers out, it, 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 you know, maybe feels better as a, as a person who's planning a trip. So, but by the way, if, if people actually start coming back to the parks and get, get the, what hotel availability to what it was before, where the hotels were generally mostly full all the time, Disney will a hundred percent go back to just making money hand over fist on the hotels as well. Sure. Yeah. Because this is strictly because they need to fill the rooms as well. It, none of this is, is out of the goodness of their hearts. And not that it should be, right? It's a corporation. They make money. And the dining plan is back. So free dining and hotel room rack rates is going to return as well. And so they can make money that way too. They'll give you the free dining plan and charge you more for the hotel room. But, you know, me, me being the kind of person who even today would still take free dining if my hotel room or if my, you know, and and I don't you know not pay attention really to the to the hotel room and want to do that math and stuff as a lazy person. Um, I would probably still go if a free dining plan you know offer was made. So I think that that's another way that you know they can they can make money because I didn't think about rack rate for hotel rooms until you said anything because why would I who cares you know what like I get the free dining plan I I stay at the you know hotel I want to stay at I get charged whatever the room costs like I'm not looking into that so that's another you know that's another way that they can you know get you for 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 something and and give you something that feels very valuable even though in the end it's a wash so, yeah, I think I think that they're they're really trying hard to get people to come back by going back to some of their old offers and, you know, going back to the the old hotel room costs even a little bit, which is fine by me because I I've said this a million times, but I've always wanted to stay at the Contemporary or at uh Polly and I remember when the contemporary for a park view room was $400 a night and thinking, how, how am I ever going to afford that? I cannot believe it's that much. And when we went at the end of 2022 park view at the contemporary was seven fifty a night. Yeah. Just imagine Jeremy 
Imagine how much money you could have saved if you went ahead and got that that stay out of the way. Yeah. When it was only I know only four hundred dollars a night. And now yeah, I'm kicking myself because I should have. We should have just stayed there one time. Yeah. I mean I I I have no recollection of what it cost us to stay in Animal Kingdom Lodge when we stayed. Except to to remember that it was a a ridiculous number in my head, at but the it time. probably wasn't nine hundred dollars a night, which is what exactly. it costs now. But but whatever it costs now, <laughs> it it was a it was a drop in the bucket compared to what it was. So, hey, can can I lay some positive news on you? Let's let's please let's do because this has just been this is man this has been a rough a rough episode. Park hopping restrictions are going away. No more one o'clock. You can Yay, just park thing I don't use whenever. Oh wait, you sorry, want. sorry, sorry. I got a positive, Brad. Hooray! Sorry, no. I got to clear those negative vibes out a little <laughs> bit. But yes, yeah, so that is a that is a good thing. That is that is great that we are finally getting away from that stupid two p.m. Thing. Yeah, you can go have breakfast at Epcot or you know whatever, and then go to another park. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wait. Starting January, you don't have 9th. to. You don't have to worry about. Okay, I'm going to have to go ahead and book my, what, my, or not even book my reservation, but I'm going to have to start my park day, possibly in a park multiple days, because I'm trying to get one attraction done or something like that. So yeah, starting January 9th, 2024, park hopping restrictions are gone. Also that day, no more reservations. So as far as... Going to the parks and park hopping, everything will return to pre-pandemic style um, at the beginning of 2024, which is excellent. Yeah, I, and like I said, I'm I'm happy about that because that to me is a return to what the value of a park hopper should be, mm-hmm. right? And not not to say that park hopping hasn't been valuable during this time. But it's been less valuable well, than what it, it has been. And it makes 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. When no one can go before 2, it makes 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. a pretty miserable time at Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Absolutely. Because that's when everybody who started the day at Magic Kingdom goes, okay, now we can go do the, quote, half-day park. And then those parks get crazy busy. Now, Magic Kingdom and Epcot tend to thin out a bit at two because that's when everyone's leaving the, quote, full day parks. So I think that this this will help even out people who say, okay, we're going to go to Epcot. We're going to get, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in and then we're going to bounce and go to go to DHS or whatever. Like they're they They can just do that and not have to wait till two. And yeah, and that's the whole that's the whole point of park hopping. Yeah, is to be able to enjoy it the way that you want. And while while yeah, I'm not a you know I'm even with this being back to a full day thing, park hopping is probably still not going to be something that I do. But if I if I am doing it, I I want to be able to take full advantage. And a lot of times for me, park hopping when I did it was about I want to go catch this one thing at this other park and then I want to go do something else, right? Because I want to I want to go take advantage of the very first thing in the day at one park and then go do all the rest of my stuff at a different park. And that has been unavailable to people. 
and so like I said, to me anyway, a big plus of being uh, a park hopper has been missing for a while. So yeah. I, I am I am glad to hear that that is going to come back. You know what they need? They need a cheaper option that is hit hop to Epcot after five. If they if they had an option that was basically eat dinner at Epcot. Right. After five o'clock, hop to Epcot. Yeah, that you know what? That's actually one that I you might convince me to upgrade to that ticket. Because that's what all now, I I'm want. Not, I'm not willing I'm not willing to pay full park hopper prices. Sure. I'm not crazy. But yes, there is a number where if you said, Hey, you would be able to access Epcot in the you know, in the evening, so that way you would have it available for like you said, going for dinner. Honestly, worth it to me. But they'll never do that because people pay for the full park hopper ticket to be able to hop to Epcot for dinner. Exactly. To to do exactly this thing that you and I are talking about. What I paid for 10 days at the end of 2022, I paid that so that we could go to dinner at Epcot and we really never park hopped again. So, Jeremy, <laughs> you are the problem. I am. Okay. Seriously. You're the one who's the keeping all of us from being able to do this and you need to fix it. Taylor Swift song lyrics here. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missing the We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.